Hello, my magical friends. My name's Ayumi. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And you're listening to Sparkle Side Chats with Magical Girl Ayu. Whether it's your first or 104th time listening, we welcome you to our space to celebrate magical girls from every corner of the world. It's Creator Week, so let's jump right into today's topic. So today's topic is a little bit unique in comparison to other webcomics, as well as honestly in comparison to other comics in general for Magical Girls, because we're looking at a webcomic that is in a format that is more akin to the kind of short comics that you might see in your local paper. It's not exactly distinctly something that we could just call a simple four panel comic akin to The Demon Girl Next Door, just due to the fact that some pages are much larger than that. But generally, that is the idea. So we are looking at Star Crash with Jeff, which is a really fun, very, very funny series that I am really excited to share with everyone. If you have not already started reading it, you can immediately support the creator by purchasing a copy of the first volume, which is everything that is out right now. Um, of course, if you would like, uh, if you can afford it, that's okay. Everything is still online for you to read, but, you know, always helpful to uh, support our creators and, and all of that. But um, yeah, so we got to talk to the creator of Star Crash with Jeff. I always have to say the title that way. And uh, if you see the title in text, you'll understand why. <laughs> but we got to talk to the creator, Joy Massett. They were so delightful and so funny to talk to. I am just always very excited to get to know more about, you know, what goes into making such a different decision in terms of creating a story. So I am really looking forward to reading more of the story and seeing what comes next. <laughs> Generally, in terms of warnings, I don't really have any for you this week. There's nothing too serious just yet. You know, it's all all for a good time. But yeah, I don't think there's anything else I have to say up top here. So let's listen to our chat with Joy Massett about their story, Star Crash with Jeff. to talk about Star Crash with Jeff, and I'm very excited to get to know the creator today. Can you please introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Joy Massett. I go by J Massett online sometimes, and yes, I'm the author and illustrator of the story. I recently graduated with an MFA in creative writing from the University of Arizona. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, very, very exciting. Yeah. I've been in the Aradia Magical Girls Comics Collective for a while. Since, I think, September 2020, I've been making Star Crash with Jeff. And a while after that, I joined. I've been happy to be there. Yes, yes, of course. 
Great. And um, Joy, what are your pronouns? Any pronouns. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, let's get right into it. What is your history with the magical girl genre? I don't actually have much of a history with the genre itself. And as a kid, I was mostly into quote-unquote boy things. I think I liked the Powerpuff Girls enough that I wanted to dress up as Blossom for Mm. Halloween one year. But apart from that, I mostly watched stuff that my brother watched. Mm. So I was more into Pokemon. And I think when I got into high school and college, I got a little bit more into Magical Girls. And I liked Madoka Magica a lot. Mm. But I know a lot of Magical Girl fans don't actually like that series because it's more subversive. But it's like one of the only ones I have. (laughs) I also love Revolutionary Girl Utena. Mm Mm-hmm. But it pretty much stops there. I'm more interested in the genre now than I was when I was younger, basically. I see. What do you think changed to get you more interested in the genre as you got older? I think both the people that I was spending time with being more interested in Magical Girls, causing me to look at it and think, oh, it might be cool and fun. Hmm. Including a fellow artist friend and author of mine, Hand Spike who was making a comic called Magical Heroines Online. Mm. And it's honestly more like shonen action stuff, but it has a coding of Magical Girl. So that was one friend who got me more into it. And there was the friend who got me into Madoka Magica. And then there were the people in the collective that I mentioned earlier. And it was also just me getting older and realizing I don't have to just like boy things or girl things. Sure. And obviously there's a lot of stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. So, I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, Madoka and, and Utena being, uh, those are some big uh, heavy hitters for sure. But I guess, what are you interested in kind of looking back at older Magical Girls or seeing what Magical Girls are around these days? I am interested in both sides. I think Right now, I'm more interested in the very, very old roots of it. I haven't gone back yet. Mm. But I'm currently reading older books in, that's more like adventure and romance from the 19th and 20th centuries. So my mind is on older stuff. And I know magical girl roots are around the 60s, right? Mm-hmm. And I haven't gone back that far, and I don't think most people have. So that would be cool to look into. Yeah, it's a, a little harder to get uh, your hands on. Uh, in any case but it is very interesting stuff to look at for sure but yeah so I guess getting into your story it's you know definitely very unique even in terms of magical girl web comics for a lot of reasons uh so for anyone who hasn't read the story yet what basically is it about well it's about a bunch of high schoolers who have to save the world but in this case the setup is that a spaceship crashes on earth and a weirdo comes out and proclaims himself to be a galactic ambassador. It's Jeff, and he's going to give people powers whether they want them or not. So the setup, not the setup, but the framing, is like a comic strip. Mm -hmm. So that affects the pacing, the jokes, and it's less about action and more about the jokes, especially at the beginning. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think someone who reviewed the story described it as more like a workplace comedy, which made me realize, oh, this is kind of like Magical Girls and The Office, weirdly. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, it is, you know, uh, primarily in a kind of floor panel. Not, some pages are a little bit longer than that, but of course, but generally speaking, it is that pacing. And it's very, very interesting because um, 
basically there's only like one other magical girl comic that does this and that's uh the demon girl next door which is also a a comedy but it's like this kind of interesting approach to the story because yeah each page is like its own little joke but of course once you put it all together then you are getting this uh, narrative and everything it's really really interesting and it is definitely funny (laughs) thank you but yeah so how did you get uh, started making this story I think the way I started was just wanting to make something I had read and poked at webcomics for a while and interactive fiction online and stuff but I never really had a comic that I felt like I could stand by. And I never had anything that I finished. So I decided to go out and finish something. So I accumulated ideas and character designs that I wasn't really using for a few months. And then I decided when I was in my MFA program and I couldn't think of anything to write prose-wise for my fiction class, I asked the teacher if I could do some drafts for the comic that I was working on, which was Star Crash with Jeff's prototype stage Hmm. and i was also thinking about stuff in stories like homestuck and steven universe those were also big influences on the story interesting things that i liked about them and kind of wanted to shapeshift a lot yeah that makes a lot of sense (laughs) the characters are so simple and the the styles is simple in a really charming way and uh yeah it's very interesting to see like even i don't know if it's just because of the pacing and like the the structure but you know it does feel like you kind of think you know where it's going sometimes and then it's just completely off the rails like constantly (laughs) it's very fun and you know having it in this uh, sci-fi setting is also really really yeah very interesting but yeah that being said you know your main character other than Jeff of course is Olive who is a part of this whole thing but she isn't a magical girl herself. She didn't get the powers. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting. It also seems like there's a lot of uh, commentary on, you know, like what seems to be important about magical girls because like they're trying to um, be successful on YouTube. That's not going so great. And then yeah, the merch, right? They have to make toys. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and Jeff is a very interesting character to, like, give the powers and everything because uh, he feels like he thinks that he's very good at communication and everything, but he's not really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so I guess those those influences are very interesting. And uh, I know that you already have made, uh, I guess, the first chunk of the story into a full book. Yeah. Thank yeah. <laughs> Very exciting. So yeah, what what was that uh, process like? The process of compiling it into a book? Mm-hmm. It was straightforward. I thought, well, I guess now I have four chapters, which I've been calling clusters. But I figured that's enough for a book. And then I put it together as an ebook. And then I was going to print it at a place. I was going to say real life, but the internet is the real life. So <laughs> I was going to go and print it at some place near me but then it cost a lot of money and I was about to do it even though it cost money but then my friends said don't do it it's not worth it (laughs) so maybe someday I will print it at Mm -hmm. a higher volume for a lower price per unit or something but Mm -hmm. I'm just happy that it's in some collective form because putting it into a pdf was a fun process for Mm. me at least yeah yeah because you have the clusters so you 
have, I guess it's, yeah, over 200 pages now. But of course, the pacing must be different in the book form because, you know, some pages are just four panels. Some are even fewer than that. Uh, and then, like, there are some pages that are a lot of panels. So I guess, like, I'm wondering about the, the kind of formatting uh, changes you had to make. Well, I decided to think back to the Garfield collections that I'd seen in the library when I was younger. And those had two comic strips on most pages, one on the top, one on the bottom. Mm. So I did that. And I decided not to have any of my comic panels that were larger than others be more than two rows tall or more than mm. four panels wide. So they would all neatly fit on these pages no matter what. So that's mm. how the formatting worked out. Yeah, yeah. I'm very curious, why did you decide to uh, use this kind of uh, format, this like comic strip format? I think I just thought it would be fun, and I liked the idea of doing comic strips. And I mm. also, for some reason at first, I was very into having it be a comic every day, and on Sunday there's a longer comic. And I don't know why that interested me so much, but I stuck to it for a while, until I started breaking it a little bit toward Cluster 4, but... That also caused me to make interesting decisions with the pacing and structure. And I enjoyed it, I guess, from a problem-solving perspective. And I hope it makes for fun reading, too. Yeah, it is definitely amusing. Um, I didn't start reading it until, like, very recently. So I kind of was just blasting through the story. But it is an interesting kind of pacing because it is a smaller thing. And, you know, I think that when it comes to, at least in the U.S., it seems like you know, this kind of uh, format tends to be more common. But uh, it's definitely really fun to see these tiny little chunks as opposed to what we usually see, especially for Magical Girl comics, being more of like a, a comic book sort of uh, situation. <laughs> yeah. So I was wondering about like how the, I guess how you created your characters and the kind of the way that the Magical Girls work because you have these kind of three these kind of I guess elements that everyone has if that makes sense yeah yeah we really only have two magical characters for the majority of the story thus far because you have you know Haley and Skye they're clearly like of a particular element mm -hmm. and everything but <laughs> I'm very curious about how you kind of came up with this uh, system because it's very interesting well thank you first of all and I was thinking, first of all, of stories that do have strong elements in them, which I've liked ever since I was a kid. So, fire, water, earth, air is usually how it goes, or maybe water, grass, fire, right? Pokemon, mm -hmm. Avatar, stuff like that. Sure. <laughs> so, I thought about that, but I wanted weird elements that technically weren't elements at all. And I also wanted them to be strongly iconic, because in that way I was thinking of stories like Homestuck and... Also, the elements on Pokemon trading cards, I guess. Mm -hmm. There are strong icons, and those represent elements or characters, or both. So I thought of hearts, lights, and blooms, which are wacky little symbols that represent people's elements, which aren't really elements. And mm -hmm. from what we've seen in the story so far, I don't think this counts as spoilers, but I wanted it to be weird and vague and kind of a little journey for readers to figure out as they read. But mm -hmm. hearts attract stars or lights. Lights look like stars. Freeze things. And blooms is something different. 
that has something to do with shape shifting. We don't really know. Hmm. Yeah, very interesting. Flumes is represented by a flower looking symbol, so it seems to represent growth. I say this tactfully to not tell readers the full truth. <laughs> very, very interesting. Yeah, so, you know, I think it's really interesting because we have these different different elements and they also, so far, they seem to be connected to aliens because yeah. we do get to see uh, heart aliens. And I think there's a panel uh, later down the line where Haley says that, like, she's got, you know, a, a percentage of heart DNA in her now from all of her training. (laughs) So I think it's really, yeah, a very interesting system. And I'm really curious about how you came up with the character of Jeff. After all, he is, he's in the title of the story. (laughs) I don't remember why I was thinking about this, but I wanted to design the most boring yet generically cool anime person that I could. And I thought of Kirito from Sword Art Online and how People, at least at the time when Sword Art Online was big, thought he was very cool. He wore all black. He had cool black hair, but it was like normal black hair. Mm -hmm. At least I thought so. Anyway, I thought he thought he was very cool, Mm -hmm. even though honestly, I've never watched that show. (laughs) So I thought Jeff could look like him and also think he is very cool. And while Jeff's personality probably isn't like his or really like any shonen protagonist personality, I guess he kind of springs from that. Plus Michael Scott from The Office, maybe. Hmm, yeah, kind of. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's he got this incredible confidence, and there's a running thing with um the the teacher, Mr. Tanner, who is definitely not um an alien. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, like, constantly uh, dealing with you know, all these other characters and stuff. But like when he first shows up and is uh, as captured and everything, you know, he's like just very catchy. Like, I don't think you have any jurisdiction here. Like, <laughs> why are you telling me what to do? And Jeff just like hand writes stuff to show his, uh, yeah. yeah, that's his authority. And so <laughs> it's very yeah. fun. We don't technically know if Jeff is a galactic ambassador or not. Yes. And I tactfully reveal no more so that people will read it. <laughs> Yeah, you have to find that for yourself, mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, and then we have a lot of very interesting like characters that show up time and time again. <laughs> like uh, Ray, who is just incredibly suspicious of everything that's going on all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a very you know unique story structure with your uh, shorter comic strips, but how do you like generally, I guess, work on the story? Like, do you try to draw a bunch of pages in like one day or do you draw every day or how does that uh, work? It starts with me thinking a little bit about what I want an entire cluster to be like. So the story across like 60 comic strips or maybe 60 to 90, Mm -hmm. the number is inflating constantly as I add more chapters. Because each one is getting longer. <laughs> but I start with that. And then afterward, I think about what big events I want to happen. And I often rewrite that several times because I'm not easily satisfied with it. But eventually I get to the stage where I write out scripts for each comic strip, which are basically bullet points with things that happen in each strip, plus what people say. And after that, I will sketch out the page, maybe, but increasingly I'm just directly drawing the comic strip right after that. Hmm. And 
when I actually draw those, I'm sporadic with my work time. So maybe one week I will make 10 comic strips, and then for five weeks I'll just be doing something completely different and I won't get back to work on it. But I'll always come back to it. Mm -hmm. And eventually, after I draw those physically, first with pencil and then with ink, I scan them onto my computer. I posterize everything so that it's all pure black and white pixels. And then I fill stuff in with paint buckets and add text. And then the strip is done. Hmm. Yeah, um, it does seem like deceptively simple, but very fun. <laughs> I, l- I love the, the style. Yeah. Well, honestly, I do think that it is simple. And I did that on purpose because I didn't want the strip to take that long to make. Mm-hmm. It definitely has effort and, I hope, style put into it. But... I also have other things that I'm working on pretty much all the time. So I didn't want it to be a huge time sink for me in that way. Yeah, I think it really, it works well, you know. So, I mean, you said you just got got your degree in writing. So are you looking to continue making more comics like this in the future? Yeah, I don't know whether or not I will make multiple comic series. Well, actually, scratch that. I definitely will. I just don't have immediate plans and... I tend to come up with stories as I go in life. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Sure. Since I didn't have Star Crash for years and years before I made it, I just had it for like a few months, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that in 2025, I will have another comic and I'll be making that or something. Yeah, I guess that kind of goes into my next question, which is um, how long do you expect the story to be? I mean, if you're thinking in terms of clusters, I guess, how many clusters would you... Uh expect this to turn out here's an exclusive secret for your podcast that i haven't (laughs) told anyone else except maybe two people there is a secret theme to the clusters and it's not secret anymore Hmm. but it's based loosely on the western zodiac so Hmm. each one of the clusters actually has a very loose zodiac based theme very interesting and according to that I plan for there to be 12 clusters in all. Hmm. Don't tell anyone because it's a secret. <laughs> Don't tell anyone except for everyone who is listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. I am going to have to reread the whole thing with that in mind. I'm trying oh. to figure that out. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So 12. That sounds pretty awesome. And I am very curious as to whether or not Olive will end up becoming a magical girl as well down the line but uh that might be spoilery or something (laughs) we don't know so i tactfully don't say okay but she is very adamantly against it we think Mm -hmm. wink (laughs) yeah it's interesting she seems to be always kind of back and forth about whether or not she actually wants to become a magical girl too because yeah she keeps getting into all these uh shenanigans with with everyone and with like aliens and stuff and she can't really fight the same way the others can yeah she seems to be a damsel in distress a lot of the time Mm -hmm. maybe not a lot but there was a notable incident that i'm thinking about (laughs) yes yes that being said she does do a lot of interdimensional travel which is very fun because she has Mm -hmm. to deliver toys to aliens (laughs) very important work so thinking about the, the story in general, who would you say is the target audience? I would say the target audience is teens and up. Basically the high school age that the characters are and older than that. 
Hmm. The same age I was when I was reading stuff like Homestuck and Scott Pilgrim. That influenced it a lot. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I could definitely see those kinds of uh, influences for sure. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else to talk about exactly. Like, there's like so much. I mean, I have a lot of questions okay. about the story, of course, but I don't want to force you to spoil anything also because I do think that people should read the story if they haven't already <laughs> yeah but maybe there should be a spoiler section of the podcast mm -hmm. well I mean we do do like uh tend to have a spoiler point but I mean in terms of like I guess the last kind of adventure they went all the way to space and uh, we can see there's a lot of uh, mistrust of Jeff because Jeff just kind of like disappeared for a while. We didn't know what was up and it turns out that he was perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do usually have a kind of a spoiler point to the, the chat, but I think it's okay to like, especially for this kind of story. It feels like putting a spoiler on this would feel like similar to, I guess, like trying to spoil the Kathy comics or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But... Are we going to see any other, um, any other, I guess, regularly occurring characters, if that makes sense? Because it feels like we just recently, as of the last cluster, got a few new allies, maybe. But mm -hmm. I'm very curious to like see where the story goes from there. Like, is this like a, a power of friendship thing where everyone's going to become part of the same team? Or is it just... Um, I'm not sure where I'm going with the question. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> I think it does. And honestly, I do think it's going more towards the power of friendship. My mind is going back to The Office, which I I mean, watched many seasons of, which mm. surprises me because it's not the type of thing one thinks I would watch. But it seemed like The Office as a whole became more and more friendly as the series went on. But it was still kind of satirical and sad and they had bad times sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I imagine that's what the cast of Star Crash with Jeff might end up looking more like. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, I haven't plotted out the whole story. That's fair. <laughs> to some extent, I'm going cluster by cluster. So I don't know what their fate is. Very interesting. But I do know that there will also be more characters added to the cast. Whether or not there will be main cast members, we'll just have to find out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. We already have very interesting stories so far. And I think, you know, the office comparison definitely makes a lot of sense because it's people taking these things very, what's the word? Like, it's not like they're not taking it seriously, but they're taking it a lot better than you might expect. Or it doesn't feel like it's actually the end of the world quite yet because, like, the alien threats that we've had so far haven't been major or anything like that but yeah yeah i think it's it's very interesting <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. or like there's a lot of stuff a lot of stuff that we might usually see in a magical girl story that is done like off screen basically because like mm -hmm. for example because olive is the main character we don't actually get to see the story of how um Haley and sky became magical people <laughs> which would usually yeah. be like the main thing but it just kind of is already the case when olive gets around to finding out yeah yeah and, and sky also they show up in their magical form and then like olive's like wait i know you you're in my class <laughs> yeah. i think it's very funny i think i like doing outsider and offbeat things 
I like weird fiction and I gravitate towards that. Hmm. And sometimes, even if the weirdness is just a sudden unexpected thing, or in media rest, maybe that's not the right word, but coming in in the middle of what's going on where Haley has already become a magical girl and like strip negative 35 if we were going to go back there or something. Oh, I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah. not really the right way to describe it, but you get my point. Sure, sure. Where, yeah. That's why I wanted Olive to be more of the viewpoint character, at least at first, mm-hmm. because I like the idea of being thrown into things the way she feels thrown into things. And I didn't really want the person who seems like she would be the obvious main character, Haley, to be the main character. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't as interested in that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we have so many stories where a character like Haley is the main character, so it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, Olive is very funny because she always has something to say about whatever's going on. She's just constantly not really down with whatever's happening. <laughs> yeah, and she sometimes feels like she's the only one questioning things, so it's uh, it's yeah. very funny. <laughs> It's interesting because, like, Ray is kind of in a similar situation where we see, like, for a few panels, like, Ray as the main character being, like, he's, like, right away, like, hasn't anyone else noticed that, like, these toys that are in the store now are, like, of our classmates? What's going on? (laughs) Yeah. So, it's very fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, so far it's a very small, I guess, main cast, but it's very interesting to see where things are going. And I'm curious, why did you decide to do, because this is very much like a, I mean, even though it is definitely the magical girl story, it is also very much a science fiction story. So why did you decide to, I guess, stick with uh, sci-fi? Because sci-fi, I guess, if I had one love through my whole life, it would be science fiction. Hmm. I've always, one way or another, been most drawn to that genre and those aesthetics, especially. Mm -hmm. And I also have a soft spot for... Is it called classic science fiction? Is that what they're calling it now? I don't know. <laughs> Stuff from the 50s that is kind of sometimes corny, uh-huh. but sometimes genuinely thought-provoking. And at least it always has a weird concept like, what if the sky was solid? What if we could walk on the sky? Which is the plot of the book Walkers on the Sky, which was not a good book. But I still bought it recently, and I maybe enjoyed it, kind of. But got it because <laughs> I like science fiction so much. Sure. And I tend to like the space that science fiction investigates more than, say, fantasy, which is often just opposed against it, Hmm. is often focusing on answering big questions. Sometimes the big questions are not that great, or we don't think that they are that cool. Like, walking on the sky, you may not think that's cool. But at least it's a question. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I hope I'm conveying that right, but yeah. I, I am a fan of both science fiction and fantasy, so I do think that there mm-hmm. are ways in which both those genres do tend to uh, ask questions about the quote-unquote real world. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting to see that. Because I have nothing against it, my own, the comic I'm working on right now is a Magical Girl comic, but also is science fiction. So mm-hmm. I do think that it's interesting to see, like, I guess where the lines are drawn when you are dealing with science and magic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's fun. <laughs> and aliens are fun. Yeah, and it's not so clear cut as I think you Yeah, definitely. E- even though the word magic is in the, the genre name, it, there's definitely a lot of magical girl stories out there that are not quite as magical in that kind of fantasy sense. 
but yeah um <laughs> i would also say that the powers in star crash with jeff have basically nothing to do with real science mm-hmm. or even fake real science <laughs> it's basically i guess people call it science fantasy that's what they use to describe star wars i believe mm-hmm. where there are really fantasy conventions going on and more of a science fiction garb around it yeah that makes sense i would definitely say a lot of other uh, the stories are like that as well like at homestuck as you mentioned before mm-hmm. with that in mind looking at you know what other stories you want to make in the future are you interested in sticking with i guess like i don't know if you've done any other work outside of star crash but like what would you say your work is like i guess generally like are you do you think you're gonna do other magical girl stories are you going to do other comic strip type stories well I'm mainly a fiction and prose person, so I've also been writing stuff concurrently with all of this. Hmm. I'm making a web novel on Railroad and Scribble Hub called hmm. I'm the Demon Lord, but all I ever do is sit around and eat pizza poppers, <laughs> which is just a fantasy where I messed around and did whatever. And it's not all that popular, but it exists and it will be finished. Hmm. And I had fun making it. And that's more, I guess, fantasy. But I feel like it has a lot of science fiction loving blood in it, too. So I forget what question you asked at the beginning of this, <laughs> but that's one thing I've been working on. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, just like asking about, uh, in, I guess, in the, the scope of your work generally, hmm. where does Star Crash fit, basically, was what it was asking. It's the first comic strip I've done, although I probably made comic strips when I was like six, but then I discontinued for a very long time. (laughs) Yeah. But I like drawing and I always have. And I'm going to draw more in the future. So, like I think I noted before, I'm very likely to start comics again after I finish it. But I have not really ongoing projects. I have a few things I've put down that I might pick up again. Mm-hmm. I'll probably come up with things that I'm very drawn to in the future. Hmm. So it's 95% likely that I will make more comics. As for magical girl things, particularly, I have no idea one way or the other. Hmm. Because I didn't really make Star Crash with Jeff out of a love of magical girl stories. Mm-hmm. But I'm also getting warmer to the concept of magical girl stories. And one thing that I'm getting more interested in that I also wasn't interested in when I was younger, is romance, which I think I'll be getting to before I do that. Hmm. Interesting. There is basically little to no romance in this story so far, though I'm sure that readers could probably ship characters if they so chose. Um, (laughs) So that's very, it's very interesting. I guess that also makes sense based on what you said you kind of grew up focused on watching yeah yeah so yeah, what do you think uh, people could expect from star crash with jeff moving forward like in future clusters moving forward you can expect clusters to be a bit longer which i think was inevitable given how short the first one was and how the second one was about twice the length of that mm-hmm. and you can expect better action scenes i think because the action scene in the third cluster was so-so. That was, like, the first major action scene in my Kathy-like comic strip, (laughs) which is, you can predict, had a few 
kind of weird framing moments, and the fourth cluster fight was a lot better, but I still could have improved it, artistically speaking, but I think it turned out very well. So in the fifth cluster, I want to kind of blow that out of the water. Hmm. So one thing you can expect is cooler action. And you should also expect the ensemble cast to grow a little bit and get a bit more complicated, I think. Hmm. And maybe some twists and maybe some turns. I don't promise anything, <laughs> but you might find some twists and turns. Sure, sure. I mean, considering there are often twisted turns within a single page, it should be exciting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, since you mentioned romance, will we see any romance in the future of the story? I'm very undecided on that. I've been toying with the idea, but I don't know if it will happen. Hmm. Part of that, I think, is the fact that I'm doing parts of this as I go. So I literally haven't scripted whether or not people will get together by the end. Mm -hmm. And I think that I can't do that until I make those character moments that have actual chemistry, you know? Mm -hmm. So no promises either way. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Great. So is, is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners, whether they have not read the comic yet or are, you know, devoted readers? <laughs> well, I expect to start posting again this summer 2022 because my friend told me you better start updating again if you don't do it in 2022 something bad might happen hmm. well i don't think those were the literal words my friend said but basically they said 2022 or bust so i put a big picture on the web page that says see you in 2022 mm -hmm. meaning i have promised to update again this year yeah and i have been drawing and i almost maybe have a backlog kind of Hmm. So in the midst of the other creative projects that I'm also constantly doing, I've been doing that. Hmm. Expect more, perhaps, this summer. Yeah, that sounds like a good date. <laughs> I like this summer as a day. It's very, uh, very vague. But um, yeah, definitely, you know, looking forward to seeing what comes next in the story. Hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Great. So yeah, with that, I guess we are down to the final question, which is... Joy, do you have a magical persona for yourself? I do not. I have cute avatars that I draw on my profiles on social media. But they're not magical girls. That's just a weird character. Hmm. I think, honestly, the magical girl persona that I would identify most with might be a combination of the foursome in Star Crash with Jeff. <laughs> so some vague percentage of Sky, Jeff, Haley, and Olive. Hmm. That I will leave for the viewers to speculate on. I mean, not viewers, the listeners. <laughs> mm -hmm. I see. Very interesting. I mean, that kind of makes sense. You know, they're the four main characters. I'm sure there's a part of you in each of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yes. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. Uh, where can people find you online and how can they support your work? Thank you for having me. You can find me online on Twitter at jump for me baby or you can follow star crash with jeff alone on twitter at star crash j mm. you can also find the main website for star crash with jeff at starcrash.quinlancircle.com quinlan circle is the group that i write make comics make the occasional game for also mm -hmm. with cool stuff on it and you can also find a mirror of the comics on topus.com awesome and you can support me financially, which is 
of course not a requirement, either by purchasing the Star Crash with Jeff Volume 1 ebook, which you can find on the main website too, or you can go to patreon.com slash Circle and help me out there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, links to all of those will be in the show notes, so yeah. <laughs> oh, also, if you happen to be in Tucson, there's a store called Our Galaxy that sells comic books, and they have a very small amount of Star Crash with Jeff Cluster 1 books that are floppy. Ooh. Like, three of them should be there. They're selling by consignment, and I think they're $1 each. So if you happen to be there... Here's a special tip from me. Go pick a copy up there. I don't know if I'll ever sell more again. <laughs> okay, very good. So we'll definitely keep that in mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> Great. So, yeah, thank you again for coming on, and I hope you have a good rest of your day. Yeah, same to you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sparkle Side Chats with Magical Girl Ayu. Please subscribe, rate, and review if you like it. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show if you think they'd be interested. If you use social media, don't forget to use the hashtag SparkleSideChats when talking about and sharing the podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MagicalGirlAyu, spelled A-Y-U, and you can find me at AyuSheKnows, A-Y-U-S-H-E-K-N-O-W-S. You can also email us at sparklesidechats at gmail.com. Let us know if there's a topic you uncovered or a fan or creator you want to hear from by filling out the form in the show notes. You can also join the Discord for this podcast to talk about Magical Girls 24-7, often chatting directly with me and both previous and upcoming guests of the podcast. Show notes can be found on your platform of choice or at anchor.fm slash sparkleside. If you can support the podcast financially, you can buy me a coffee at co-fi.com slash ayushinos or become a member to receive two bonus episodes a month for just $5 and access behind-the-scenes info. At higher levels, you can get additional perks. You can also buy a commission or print on my imprint page. Another way to support the podcast one time is by buying something off the Amazon Japan wishlist. This helps with getting more access to Magical Girl content that we can discuss in future episodes. Feel free to purchase from the use section as we are not picky here. Original podcast music is by Hazel. You can find her on Twitter at A Few Bruises. Thanks again for listening, and remember, you are magical. Magical.